Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello, and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. You know, I just glimpsed myself in the camera here, and I realized how much of a mess my hair is right now. So I don't have it done or anything. You looked yourself in the camera and the, the hair is what stood out to you? The hair is what stood out, yeah. There are many things that I could comment on about myself. I'm looking <laughs> at the, the camera hair. right now. I'm just like, damn, the arms are out to play today. Oh, the sleeves took the day off today for yeah. sure. This is this is how we get people to watch our episodes <laughs> instead of... Yeah, yeah, cheap sell here. If you yeah. want to see Josh Sleeveless, go watch the episode. It's not enough skin on the show. show we need to put more. more. We need to put more. Uh, Neil... How was your week? Uh, week was good. Uh, the, the Canadian Thanksgiving um, in over this past weekend. Uh, mm. Did you do anything for Thanksgiving? I did. Yeah, I went to go see my family. Um, it's always like it feels like thanks. This Thanksgiving came really early. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I feel like summer just ended and we're already in Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is like the signal to okay, it's like like getting colder, winter. You know? Yeah. Uh, did you do anything? I did, yeah. I had a, a classic family Thanksgiving on on Sunday with with my family, um, and that was a nice afternoon watching football, watching uh, the Jays Ugh, not we'll play. That. We'll get into that, but we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on Monday went to my partner's uh, side of the family for Thanksgiving. Their family here in Toronto, and great dinner, except. I have a bone to pick. You have a bone to pick with the dinner. A bone to pick. Like, it was a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, So, you got turkey, you got stuffing, beets, cranberry sauce. There was one thing missing, though, Josh. And my bone to pick is you you can't have Thanksgiving. Should I send this podcast to uh, whoever's house you went to? I really hope they're not listening because I don't want them to not. I'm I'm uninvited from all future Thanksgivings. But there was no (laughs) gravy at the dinner. See, that's just like that. That was methodical. That had to be like they no, had to. No, they had to I, think about that beforehand. Think like, how do you have? Let's try something new. How do you have potatoes, beets, carrots, stuffing, turkey, but no gravy? See, I put gravy on everything. Like my yeah. Thanksgiving meals, like Christmas meals, like I, I literally pour it over everything. And to not have gravy at all, like, did anyone make a comment about it? I don't know. I, or were you just sitting there in silence like, oh, there's just nothing. It's like a hug without a kiss. Literally, like, you're you're sitting there. Do you kiss everyone you hug? <laughs> I try to. I try to. <laughs> I don't understand. Deals banned from a lot of places. I don't understand. I Maybe I'm getting way too worked up over this, but, like, this is a first world problem for sure. I you, mean, yeah. But. You cannot have, in no circumstance, you cannot have a turkey dinner without gravy. You can't. You can't. Did you talk about this with uh, with Claire at all, with your partner? I do. She had the same sentiment. Like, she had the same anger. We literally, like, left the, the Thanksgiving dinner. Like, midway through to get into the like, car. I'm sick of this bullshit. After the dinner, we're like, we waited until the end to, like, voice yeah. our displeasure. But we get into the car after. And, like, the first thing that I brought up, I was like, okay, it's on my mind. We need to talk about this. It, yeah. Where the fuck was the gravy? And I'm she's surprised. like, I know, I know. But. I'm surprised no one said anything. Guys, if you're listening and you're putting together a dinner for Thanksgiving and you cook turkey and stuffing, please, for the love of God, 
make some gravy. I mean, like, I don't know if you've ever made yeah. turkey before, but the gravy is almost like part of the steps of making the turkey because you make yeah. the gravy with parts of the turkey. So this, I, I understand, like, this was a smoked turkey, so there might not have been a lot of drippings to I make guess. the gravy. But, I mean, call up your local Swiss chalet. Get some meat sauce at the very least. Literally, like, yeah. for fuck's sakes. I would just bring Anyways. up the ketchup at that point. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, no, it was good. Um, it was it was good to see the family. Um, I've had a pretty like a pretty chill week, to be honest with you. I got to tell you, um, last night I chose not to watch the Thursday night football game because it was the Washington Commanders versus the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Um, I don't know how um, they how the NFL pulled off selling that to Amazon. Yeah. But um, they somehow did. And put all of the shittiest games on Thursday nights. But I chose to not watch that. And I chose to watch something else. Um, I was hanging out with some friends. And I, we all decided to take some edibles and watch the new Space Jam. Have you seen it yet? No. Uh, the only way I would recommend watching it is if you take a lot of edibles beforehand. Because it was so funny for the, all of the wrong reasons. <laughs> Like, exactly how you would picture LeBron acting was exactly how it was. Like, we were pausing it at times because... You had to just, wipe your tears from all the laughter. Literally. Like, yeah. some of LeBron's acting. Like, you could tell that there was someone off camera saying, Okay, LeBron, we, re- we just need you to be shocked in this moment. We need you to, like, try and be scared in this moment. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. And then he would just give the most... Overacting, overacting, or overacting, what? like oh, it was just so so good. <laughs> there was one moment when um, his son was on the court behind him, and they're like home basketball court. And mm-hmm. He's on the court, and he's like making a face behind him. And LeBron says something like, uh, "Stop that! You know I have full court vision." And it's just like, oh my god, how much saying did LeBron have in all of these lines? For this movie. So just incredibly corny, overacting. The corniest, corniest. So what you're saying is it's worth a watch. It's you're bringing worth a it watch. up here. You're promoting it, essentially. Go to your local dispensary. <laughs> pick up some fun stuff. Um, and then go home and watch Space Jam. Love that. I, I mean, might like, do that tonight. It's, you know, I mean, Clay Thompson's in it. I don't know if you know that. Clay Thompson, Dame Lillard's in it. Um, Anthony Davis is in it. Um, like, I, I don't know. They, is that the super team that they're all on, or that is the super team? Yeah, yeah. it's not the Monstars. It's the uh, it's the it's like so LeBron leads leads the Monstars. No, he leads uh, the, the Looney team? Tunes. The Looney Tunes. He okay. leads the Looney Tunes. Yeah, and they go up against like um, mechanical versions right. of or super versions of these players. Um, but yeah, go and watch Space Jam if you haven't yet. If you want a good laugh, because it's actually it's worth it. It's worth it. Done. I'm on it. Not for any um, like actual like context depth wise, but yeah. just for the sake of it. Uh, let's get into some actual stuff to talk about today. We got a lot on the docket here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start off with Toronto FC. Unfortunately, their season came to a close, um, losing out on a playoff spot. It was always going to be difficult. We had our stars come in pretty much like three quarters of the way through the season. Um, so it's difficult to do that, um, to have a successful season after, you know, basically playing with a B-string team for most of the season. And, um, you know, they had their, their postseason press conference, 
conferences and all of the stars came out like Insigne Bernadeschi came out and basically said exactly what I just said is it's hard to for you know players to join the team three quarters of the way through the season players that this team has spent a lot of money on yeah and you know just to to have success in that season is very very difficult and they they commented on that and saying you know next season we're going to start off strong and I believe it I don't know about you Neil but I feel good about this team going forward. Yeah, there's 28 teams in the league um, in MLS, and they finished 27th. So they finished second last out of 28 teams, and they finished 13th in the Eastern Conference. That's exactly where they finished last year. But, Josh, uh, they had 20 members on their team change throughout the season. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of change happening throughout the season. There's going to be a a lot of moves done in the off season too, but exactly your point. This team never really had a chance to gain chemistry. Never had a chance to really find out what its DNA is. Yeah. They brought in the stars, but imagine going into next season when they fill their holes that they need. Obviously they need to shore up the defense. The defense are giving up way too much goals, right? They're giving, they're, they're giving up way too many. They scored 39 goals last year in 2021 and they scored 49 this year in 2022 so obviously there's an improvement there they got to work on their defense they're going to address that this offseason they're also going to gain chemistry this offseason mm-hmm. so they're going to know aces in their places michael bradley will be back you obviously have the italian boys coming back there's going to have this team's going to score a lot of goals next year mm-hmm. i don't know if they're going to finish first but they're going to be close next year. Mark my words. They're going to be close. They're going to yeah. put up that fight to be first. Like if and this I, team can have a proper off season together, like you just said, yeah. I, I think they can, they can come into next season just as like a super team. Yeah. There's a Insignia also <laughs> went, went through like some personal shit this year with his family. He did, yeah. He um, had to, which kept him out for a couple of games. Kept him out for a couple of games. So again, like that was a tough loss, but again, I really, really like Bob Bradley. I do too. I think he's a good guy for this role and this team and managing the star power on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for next year. See what they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a shame that they couldn't uh, make the playoffs this season, but it's, you know, it's kind of good that they didn't make the playoffs this season because, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't really have it figured out this season and the goals are there. Like you said, like 49 goals this season, the goals mm-hmm. will be there. Yeah, it's man. just a matter of making sure the goals don't uh, get conceded on our end. Um, should we move on? Let's do it. Let's move on to a difficult topic, um, sensitive topic that's been in the news pretty much everywhere recently, and that's Hockey Canada. They just cannot get it figured out, and they don't know how to take responsibility for any of their actions. And as a result of that, all of their sponsorships have pulled out. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Canadian Tire, Tim Hortons. Their main ones, yeah. like their international yeah. sponsorships. All the way down to, you know, like local shops that had sponsorships with them, like just remove themselves and, you know, a stance of solidarity with the victims, with, you know, the, the people that are, you know, suffering from at the hands of, you know, Hockey Canada covering up allegations, covering up assaults Mm -hmm. for years and years. Um, And it's finally all coming out. There's finally investigations happening Mm -hmm. of, you know, even current players in the NHL. Yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning forward just just is under the microscope now, and he's mm-hmm. acting like there's nothing going on. But like the the Tampa Bay Lightning, 
are on it, right? Like they've already they've addressed it. They've, yeah, they've, they've already it. addressed it. Um, significant changes. This is only going to again. It's a snowball effect, right? The first domino is dropped. You're going to start to see board members start to resign. You've already started to see that the entire board, the entire board, has already resigned. So, and they're doing it at the worst times, right? They're doing it when it's very low key, when it's very when during a Blue Jays playoff during game. a Blue Jays playoff game. Again, like there's. I mean, that's the first domino to fall. Um, I do feel like there is a positive, like it, we're starting to turn a page a little bit on this, but we shouldn't turn it too quickly, right? We need no. to we need to repair this. We need to repair the damage that has been done, right? Like, it, like you can't just cover this up. And that's literally what they've been doing for years and years. Yeah. It's just covering it up. They're going to try to do that. But mm-hmm. again, th- we're so deep in this now, thankfully, where we can actually start to see all of the, the fucking bullshit that's that's happened and you know hopefully better times are ahead for hockey canada i think it's it's it was huge for the sponsorships to pull out and i think Mm -hmm. that was the last straw and Mm -hmm. it's 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 sad to see but it's it's so eye-opening to see that the only way hockey canada was ever going to make a change is if they stopped receiving money yep that's literally exactly what happened they were making money they were paying off people. They were getting their way. And the, the thing that took them to take ownership over the shit that they've been doing and to start making changes is if their money stopped coming in from their sponsorships. So their sponsorships pulling out was huge. Mm-hmm. It's massive because now we're seeing these changes. So according to the Cromwell report that just came out, more than half, so 1365 Thirteen dollars and sixty-five cents of the twenty-three eighty, um, the registration fee uh, paid by players to Hockey Canada has been going directly to the National Equity Fund. So more than half of it. So again, like you, you got to fix that. Um, hopefully this gets resolved. I mean, it's just it's just blatant how this has been going on. Like it's all right here in front of us, right? But hopefully, you know. Now that it's all coming out, hopefully it gets adjusted. I mean, it always takes one person to talk about it first, mm-hmm. and then other people like can come forward. Even Bauer just announced <laughs> that it's paused its uh, equipment. It's no, it's no longer the equipment provider for Hockey Canada. It's paused its um, its role. It's and we're really seeing That's what mass- I Nike's paused like massive sponsors. Everyone, yeah. What's really eye opening about this is seeing you know all of the players. Because everyone's getting interviewed. Everyone that's ever played for Hockey Canada, whether mm-hmm. it's juniors, whether it's uh, at the Olympic level, yeah. everyone's getting interviewed about this. And you see players like Connor McDavid, like that literal douche from Edmonton. Yeah. The horrible, horrible person that we're now seeing as true colors because he, when asked about everything that's going on with Hockey Canada, his response was, I love my country. I love playing for my country. Is I think this we McDavid? have a, yeah, yeah. I think we have a great organization. It's literally like we get responses like that from players that are obviously pieces of shit and we're understanding that now. And then we see players like I'm not I can't really remember off the top of my head the most recent person that they interviewed, but players are coming out and saying this is so long overdue. This needs to change. You know, like this is something that from the ground up needs to be redone because Mm -hmm. people have been suffering and you get responses like that and you're seeing, Oh, there are people in this industry that 
want to see this change as much as we do. So it's it's very eye-opening to see some of the personalities that are coming out and what they're saying about this. Yeah, well, we're going to we're going to see this in the news way more often than um what we have in the past, so more news yeah. will come out in the next coming weeks here for sure. Absolutely. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh moving forward, did you see who was at the Leafs game last night? <laughs> I don't know why he was there. I don't know what his relationship is with the Toronto Maple Leafs. DJ Dwayne Johnson, formerly known as The Rock. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Uh, yeah, a little. Uh, he was in town actually for the Black Adam. A little? <laughs> a little? <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little, I guess. <laughs> you can smell it a little bit. A little scent here. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock was in town for the Black Adam uh, world premiere. Uh, last night, um, and he made a surprise visit to the home opener for the Leafs, and he very just he just straight up made up his own fucking chant. At the Leafs. <laughs> I mean, game. it's the Rock. Who cares? So, if you're a Leafs fan, you fucking know the chant. You know the Go Leafs go, the Go Leafs go, Go Leafs go. The Rock brazenly fucking went into the game, grabbed a mic, and started chanting. Let's go Leafs. Let's go Leafs. I mean And I was like, someone take that mic away from this man. Like he has it's no the idea. Rock. I mean, like, he could literally go out there and be like, I like Leafs. I like Leafs. And literally everyone's gonna chant it with him because how often do you get the opportunity to chant something with the rock? He's literally the most famous person on the planet. He's wearing a Leaf is he a Leafs fan now? I don't understand. He's mm-hmm. wearing a Leafs. I guarantee Adidas you, sweater. this man has never seen a hockey game before in his entire life. I guarantee it. Yeah, There's no way. I don't understand. He, I would have loved for him to just come out, grab the mic, and said, finally. Finally. The <laughs> Rock. Yeah. Yeah, we all know. We all were expecting it. Like, like I would have way, way more appreciated that. Like, I don't understand The Rock, man. I don't know how they got him to do that. Like, how they, like, did, they, I, I wonder if they paid him or they were just like, I don't know. I don't know. It was like him opening the Super Bowl, right? Like, yeah. Oh, or... I'm sure they he got paid for that because he he opened the home opener for the Rams this season too. I don't understand. Like him, a Let's Go Leafs though. I don't let's know. go Leafs. I mean, like whatever. It's the Rock. I would have loved like Wendell Clark or Doug Gilmore, or, like someone to come out. They, Nick were both, An- they were both there. Nick Antropov, even you know. Like, I know, but no one can get the crowd Aki fired Burke. up. You know, like no just... one gets the crowd fired up like the Rock does. I know. Literally, is that he so? Just, is that so? Yes, he literally just walked out, and people were already on their feet screaming. He didn't even say anything at first. Know. He just walked out, and people just started screaming. Ilya Samsonov said he didn't know who the Rock was after the game. Are you serious? <laughs> he didn't know who the Rock was. That was so funny. He didn't know who the Rock was. Yeah, maybe he's not the most famous person on the planet. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on the Leafs so far? I like that you know Leafs obviously didn't show up defensively in Game One against um, Montreal, um, and I like that Sheldon Keefe came out and called them out and oh. said that hey, like he this is to. a game that we have to win. Like we can't lose games like this in Game One. Mm-hmm. Set that's him setting the tone for the season. Okay, yep. this is unacceptable from Game One. And what did the Leafs do? They came back and showed out against Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like, I think, you know, the first 
two games, you saw a bad Leafs team and you saw a good Leafs team. And hopefully that good Leafs team is what translates for the rest of the season. Yeah, our power play looks good. Yeah. Um, John Tavares, we were not expecting him to be back this this early, mind you. Um, like it came out about a couple weeks before the season started that Tavares was going to miss probably the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And then he just, in his recovery, he's just, I guess he's, he's a superhuman and he healed up really quickly. And uh, he looks good. And your boy picked him up on my fantasy team. So looks good for me too. That's good. Um, Tavares is, he does look good offensively. And um, what's coming out of Leafs right now, the camp is they are actually putting him in situations where he can succeed. So they're putting him in more offensive situations, five on five. They're actually going out of their way to, to create opportunities for him. And they're actually trying to surround him with offensive firepower. And for him to get back to a point per game pace, he's a second line center. You need that, right? You need him to be, a focal point, right? Take some pressure off the first line. Take some pressure off Marner and Matthews, Yeah. right? Nylander's a great number two on that line with him, right? Mm-hmm. And what we saw is Malgin, Denny Malgin, putting up points this preseason, scored in game one. Yeah. He might actually be something this year. I mean, we need some He's very undersized. He's, he's very, very undersized. He's very undersized. We need but some... so is Martin St. Louis. And look at all the... Points he One put of the up in greatest his career, right? Small players in history. Good workout, man. We need the speed. We need the agility. We need yeah. the the talent, and he fits the bill. And you know that that kind of spells the end for obviously Jason Spezza retired, but it also pushed guys like Wayne Simmons uh, to the waiver wire, and now they're actually trying to trade Wayne Simmons. Well, we also did shout lose. out Wayne Simmons, man. Like what a character this guy has been for for the least couple years. Um, Scarborough He's guy. From Scarborough, yeah. yeah. We did also lose some some players in this offseason too, right? Like yeah, Mikheyev. Mikheyev was a big hole that we needed to fill. So we have to have these players step up. Um, players that we brought in the, in the offseason. Like there, there needs to be some rotation of skill yeah. here. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. This Every Leaf season start for the past few years has just felt like lethargic. Like not as, you know, the, the team feels lethargic, but just like from a fan base. Like, I don't even know. Like, we have to wait 82 games to see if this this team makes it out of the first round, which they probably won't. Let's be real here. I don't know. There's not just not a lot of optimism here, from me at least, about this Leafs team. And that's why I'm not as excited. You're I not guess. ready to get hurt yet. You remember last year when we did this this pod? You're like, I'm ready to get hurt again. Oh, 100%. I was ready. Are you ready to get hurt again? I don't think I'm ready yet. All right. Let me know when you are. I'll, I'll definitely let you know. Uh, when this team looks like they have it figured out, then again, they look like they had it figured out last year too. So I don't know. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. Uh, we can't go through this episode without talking about something that happened this past weekend though. Yeah. The, the thing that ruined most Thanksgiving weekends for families. I watched both games with my family. Um, there was, there was drama. There was excitement. There was injuries. There were people colliding with each other. And at the end, there was another Toronto implosion. And of course, we're talking about the... Wow, I couldn't even say it. The Toronto Blue Jays. What are your thoughts? I have no words. They they were up 8-1. And then Schneider opted to pull Kevin Gausman out of the game in the sixth inning. 
with two outs. He opted to pull a starter who wasn't on a who like he wasn't reaching his maximum pitch limit. He just opted to pull him out. For what reason? I have no idea. Eight one. You don't think your starter can go another inning or two when you're up seven runs? Then you have another problem. You don't think a player who you just paid dish out millions upon millions of dollars who had a sub three ERA this year. You don't think that he has the talent, the stamina, the wherewithal to fucking go another inning or two. And they're saying Schneider deserves to be brought back. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. My problem with this team is, and it goes beyond that one decision. Obviously a lot came to where the Jays were um, to get themselves in the situation. This team just does not have a care. Like, they lost game one, and you saw none of the players stuck around. None of the players seemed like they actually cared that they lost. And I just finished watching the captain. I think, I think Manoa cared. Manoa cared, yeah, obviously. He took it really hard. Mm-hmm. Guerrero cared to an extent. Gaussman cares. These are players that we need. But when I'm talking about care, I'm talking about guys like Bo Bichette who you just don't see one like there are there are players on this team who just don't do the small things to to get the team like the, the small things i mean by like sacrificing or moving runners along or stealing bases they don't have players like that they have players that are playing for themselves they don't have players that are playing for the team and i was just about to say i just finished watching the captain and the captain about Derek Jeter and they uh, they went over yes 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 um, that series, they went over um, every year what Derek Jeter was a part of, and every year they were in the in the in the World Series. Obviously, they had a lot of talent on that team, but they also had guys that were were bunting. They had guys that were moving runners along, guys that were just hitting base hits, mm-hmm. not guys that are going up there swinging for the fences every single time and not getting anyone on base. You look at a guy like Alejandro Kirk. He goes and makes contact. He plays for the team. He plays for the team. I love him. Right? Yeah. Bo Bichette isn't that, right? He's not going out there. Bo Bichette literally like goes out there and plays for himself. And yeah, I can when, see where you're coming from. When we talk about offseason moves, there's a lot of infield talent on the free agent market this year. Names like Carlos Correa, <laughs> Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Javier Baez, Trevor Story. You think they're going to go out there and get Marcus Simeon? All I'm saying is there is a pool of players out there that if you wanted to trade Bo Bichette and if you wanted to get value on him and replace holes in this team, there is an opportunity there where you can trade Bo Bichette at his age and his value right now. You can get a lot in return and you can sign one of these guys for probably less money that he's going to make. Because Boba Shett is an arbitration ready player. Yeah, he's next get year. The bag. He's going to get a bag. And I just don't I just don't see the commitment that we need for a championship run from Boba Shett. Yeah, maybe I'm being a little too hard on him. Maybe he is he is a fan favorite, I get it. But he doesn't play for the team, he plays for him. No, you do make a lot of good arguments. Um even like before this episode, I was still on like, oh, we need to keep Boba Shet. But you're making good points here. 
Um, and I definitely think we can get a lot for him right now. He's what, 23, 22 right now? Like, we can get a lot for him. Bringing in players like Whit Merrifield. Like, he, he's he got passion. He's got Whit Merrifield, I'm talking about. He's got fire. Like, did you see when he got hit in the head? Was he got that? He did get hit in the head, yeah, in game two. And how much passion he had after that. Like, how fired up he was after that. He yeah. stared down the pitcher. He's like, I'm pissed. Um, Sid Sixero actually came out and tweeted during that game saying that he thinks that that was deliberate because the Mariners are all scumbags. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would go that far to say it was deliberate. Um, you could see right on the pitcher's face immediately that how apologetic he was and how scared he was when it happened. But Whit Merrifield is a player that, like like you're talking about, like that goes out there and has the passion and doesn't play for himself, plays for the team. I think, you know, the best the best um, example you laid out there was Alejandro Kirk. Like, no one plays for the team more than Alejandro Kirk. Mm-hmm. His vision is just insane. I really... There, there's obviously a surplus at catcher uh, that the Jays have. They have Danny Jansen, they have Alejandro Kirk, and yeah. Gabriel Moreno, who's who's waiting in the wings, right? And they are very likely to trade one of these bodies over the offseason because there is a surplus there, and they're going to deal one of these guys. To, they need to shore up the bullpen. They need, they need another starting pitcher. Yeah, it's the bullpen is just like... And this is where I kind of take responsibility away from John Schneider um, because he knows his bullpen. I mean, he should know his bullpen and he should know that, you know, this bullpen should not have to go out there and give up all of these runs. Like they, no, they shouldn't need a have a fire arm in the bullpen. They, no, need I know. A, they need a firepower arm. They don't have one. But what I'm saying is like taking the responsibility away from Schneider saying that like, okay, we're up eight one. Let's take Gausman out because our bullpen should be able to finish this game out and let's rest Gaussman. Like that's his mindset. And when he took him out, I was like, I was watching the game thinking, okay, I kind of understand it because mm-hmm. there's no way we're going to give up, go out there and give up eight or nine runs in the last two, three innings. Mind you, the bullpen came in and I forgot how bad our bullpen is because they went out there and gave up home run after home run, gave up hit after hit. Even Romero looked bad. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just not our day. It was not our time. And it should have been. Romero's suitable as a closer. Um, But everything before that, yeah, uh, Jimmy Garcia, Jimmy Garcia is suitable. Like, Simber, suitable. But again, you need a fire arm in there. Bass can go fuck himself. <laughs> I'd say even Simber. He can went go fuck zero himself. innings and gave up three runs in that eight uh, one comeback. Simber went out there and threw four outside the box balls. Simber can sidearm his way to fucking St. Louis. I don't care. Like, go somewhere it else. It looks so bad. Simber. Adam Simber. Yeah. I think, I mean, like, where's Pearson been? That's my question. Has he been injured this entire time? Is that even a question, man? We've been wondering where he's been for the last six years. True. I don't think he's around The hype that was around Nate Pearson when he first came into the league. Yeah. And where the hell is he He gets injured by the wind. Oh, it's windy today. Broke a nail. (laughs) Out for the season. Can't pitch. Upper body. Long-term IR. 
uh yeah no i don't know i and i really thought that like you know they moved him out away from being a starter i was like okay they're gonna move him to the bullpen mm-hmm. so that we can have that firearm in the bullpen and yeah just pfft, no nothing i don't know we'll see i'll i'll believe it when i see it yeah uh, should we move on yeah let's move on i've i've had enough talking about so we're gonna talk a little bit about uh week six in the nfl um I won't spend too much time about this. Obviously, we're six weeks in out of a 17-game season. I just have a question for you. Sure. I feel like I know the question you're going to ask. <laughs> Obviously, because I have it written here. How the fuck are the Giants 4-1? and one? Are they good? Are they are they contenders or are they pretenders? Okay. You're here. a Giants fan. <laughs> Speak from the heart. I need to know what is going on. Is Daniel Jones actually good? No. Uh, long answer, <laughs> short. Long answer made short. No. Daniel How do you Jones feel about not... this start? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you confused? Are you? Um, I'm not confused. I know my team's good. <laughs> uh, but Brian Dable. Our new... I'm very confused. I'm very. Confused Most people are very confused. Yeah. Um, but this offense runs through Saquon Barkley. And Saquon Barkley, you know, he's been lining up as a quarterback for some snaps and throwing balls, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he, this offense runs through Saquon. And the fact that he slipped in almost every fantasy draft to maybe, maybe the late second, third round is just ridiculous. If you have Saquon on your team right now, congratulations. You have a season-winning team. Because Saquon is out there looking like a first-ballot Hall of Famer running back. Because he is killing it. And he's busting off a lot of runs. He's it's been, busting it's off. It's been five games. It's been five games. First ballot Hall of Famer. He, okay. Um, but Brian Dable, our head coach, our new head coach on the season, knows how to win games. He's been mm-hmm. in Buffalo for the past little bit. Um, he knows how to coach. He knows how to play the chess game of a full game and end up winning the game. He knows how to do it. He's winning games with Darius Slayton as our wide receiver one. He's winning games with Daniel Jones competing with Saquon Barkley for the rushing lead on the team. Mm-hmm. He knows how to win games. And our defense has looked really good, too. Our defense has been shutting people down. Thibodeau obviously helps with that. You know, your first-round yeah. selection this year. He looks good. Mm-hmm. Like, they're getting to the quarterback every game and their defense is what's winning games for them dexter lawrence is just a machine mm-hmm. you cannot stop dexter lawrence he is someone that needs to be talked about more he's someone that needs to be talked about up there with aaron donald and khalil mack mm-hmm. von miller like he needs to be up there in that conversation because dexter lawrence is a massive machine and he can get to your quarterback no matter how many people you put in front of him Um, But the Giants are also, you know, their success comes at the same time as, unfortunately, the Eagles' success and the Cowboys' success. Now the NFC East looks like the NFC Beasts. And last season, everyone was talking about, you know, the NFC East shouldn't even be a division because they're so bad. You should break up the NFC East and put them in other divisions because the NFC East is so bad. But now the NFC East is the best division in football. Yeah. Yeah, there's three teams in that division that are all vying for a playoff spot. Do they make playoffs? Yep, the, the Gi- Giants. The Giants yes. make the playoffs this yes. year. They've barely missed out the past couple of years, and they had a losing season the past couple of years. They are four and one right now. This team on paper 
does not look like they should be winning games. But you look at Brian Dable and the way he's coaching this team, they're winning games confidently. Beating the Packers was huge. Uh, breaking news. Okay. Five minutes ago, Rams coach Sean McVay says Cam Akers' personal uh, will not play in week six against the Panthers. I mean, has he really played at all this season? Also, uh, he came out and said that the team is working through the situation, and he also declined to say whether he believes Akers will be a part of the team in the future. Really? Wow. So it's obviously something personal, something major personal. Or do you think it's between the team and Cam Akers? I mean, there's only well, so obviously can... they're they're working towards getting him back, but I don't know what's going on here. This is huge news. Like with Cam Akers, obviously there has been a lot of controversy around that backfield with them trying to force feed Cam mm-hmm. Akers. But I, I, I guess Daryl Henderson is a good pickup now. I suppose so. That's insane. That's crazy. Wow. I love when breaking news happens on our show. Yeah. When we're recording. And do you have any more thoughts on the Giants? No, I, I'm ha- I just wanted to bring them up and pump your tires a bit because I know you've had years of uh, distraught and years sleepless and nights yeah. and turmoil with this team. And you've stuck by them, you know, and you've. I have. Is I DJ that- the quarterback next year? No. He's not. No matter what we finish this season, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option for a reason. There's, he's just not. All right. Well, Chiefs and Bills are playing this week. That'll be a nice shootout game. Oh, um, baby. A nice rematch, rematch. Last, last year. I don't want to talk too much about that. I, I want to go straight into our fantasy pickups of the week. Okay, I'll start us off here. My Go fancy pickup of the week is Daryl Henderson. After the uh, oh talk my of, gosh, <laughs> after the talk you of had the to slide in there, eh? I had to sli- I'm like draw, hit that oh drop, hit that drop. Gosh. Fancy pickup of the week, guys. If you're listening to this and you haven't already done so, <laughs> run, don't walk, don't walk. pick up Daryl Henderson. Chances are he's on the waivers. Chances are he's on the waivers, but he has also looked way more explosive this year when given the opportunity than Cam Akers. Yeah, this team is in shambles. Yeah, this team can only go up from here. Even if you have to sit him for week one and kind of wait and see what happens with this team, Cam Akers is probably is going to be out long-term. I don't know what's going on. It's personal. Um, but if he's out week six, this is probably going to be a prolonged thing. And so, if they, if they, I think if Daryl Henderson gets the opportunity, he... Yeah he will take that number one role, you know, because th- their backfield just looks so horrible because they're splitting timeshare between Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. But if Daryl Henderson gets the opportunity, he looked good last year. He so. did look good last year. I mean, he is capable of doing it. He's a good catch. Like he, he's, he's good at pa- catching passes as well. Yeah. So You're he's not, not just a one trick pony. You're not wrong. Who do you have? For your pickup of the week. My pickup of the week. Um, I tried to pick up this player. I put in a waiver claim for him. Um, I lost out, and that is Taysom Hill. He's your he, pickup of the week. He's my pickup of the week. Um, even when Jameis Winston comes back, he's still Jameis Winston's still questionable, but even when he comes back, Taysom Hill looked like a superstar last week. I don't like saying that about Taysom Hill, but like that guy can literally do anything. He can be a, a blocker. He can work as a tight end, wide receiver, slot wide receiver. 
Um, he can be a running back sometimes, and he can be a quarterback. And in Yahoo leagues, you can play him right now as a quarterback or a tight end. So the tight end landscape out there is um, slim to say the least. Mm. So if you need a tight end, like most people do, go out there and pick up Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. You can even play him as a quarterback, to be honest with you. Because um, like I said, even when James you don't Winston... Wanna, you don't want to play him as a quarterback, though. No, but like even when Jameis Winston comes back, they're going to continue to use Taysom Hill because Jameis mm-hmm. Winston, last time we saw him, he was in a lot of pain. You don't just go out for two weeks and then come back and then that pain is gone. That's true. Like Taysom Hill is going to be used regardless of when Jameis Winston comes back. And they won the football game last week because Taysom Hill dominated. He had what, three or was it three rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown? Yeah. Insane. Two rushing touchdowns. Two. He's now the goal line back when Andy Dalton's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a passing touchdown to the other tight end, funny enough. Yep. Um, I don't know. He's too streaky for me, man. Like, I know, he, but like his ceiling is so far above every other tight it's end. It's such ceiling. a cheat code having him as a tight it end. It really is. It's such a cheat code. And I had him and I dropped him because of that inconsistency, right? You don't know. Like, he has zero value almost when. Dalton's not in a quarterback. Dalton's in a quarterback. Pull him out. And what I don't understand is defenses, when they're playing against Taysom Hill, when he obviously is taking the direct snap mm-hmm. and running the ball, stack the fucking box. He's not throwing the ball. He threw it one time. I don't know. He Literally, he can play anything. And it's it's such it's so difficult to... The ultimate gadget player, they call him. Literally. Yeah. And he's always been like that his entire career. I hate him. I hate him so much. That's why fantasy players hate him because <laughs> yeah. of literally that reason. Yeah, I hate no. him. I hate him. Um, go pick him up though if yeah. if you have the opportunity to, because uh, he's he has the opportunity to win you a week this week too, like he did last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going to do it for our episode. Uh, we talked through a lot here. This is a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Have a good week, everyone. Make that gravy with that Thanksgiving dinner. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 